0: Thanks for joining us and welcome to Activate Your Health. I'm Josh. And I'm Kayla. And we're back again to discuss all things health here in Allen County. From the fun to the serious, we discuss health-related issues that affect people that live, learn, work, worship, and play in our county. So once again, thanks for joining us on a beautiful day here in Allen County. This is our last episode of 2021. I can't even Crazy. believe it. Wow. What a fast year. You know, we were hoping that uh, 2021 would be a little different than I think it turned out. But honestly, I have no complaints. It's been a really good year. It
1: blew by and we were still able to do many things we wanted to do, although we were still obviously dealing with COVID. I know it could have been better, but it definitely could have been worse, right? That's right. So we have to find the good.
0: And I think I can almost see the light at the end of the tunnel. I say that with optimism, but- I think uh, you
1: said that in February too, Josh.
0: I think so. (laughs) I think we'll probably be saying it again in February, but today we have a great episode ahead. We're going to be talking to you about healthy holidays and we'll be joined by Brandon Fisher, the new Allen County Health Commissioner, to discuss his role. First, we wanted to say thanks to everybody who came out to our Healthy Families Expo back on Saturday, November 20th. So many different people, organizations came together to provide a wonderful event to Lima. So thanks to our vendors for giving up their Saturday.
1: We had a great time. We had a great turnout. So many residents came out. We'd like to do a special, few special shout outs to Aesthetic Music, Chris Henderson and his crew for their fantastic work. It's been awesome working with them throughout the summer and into our expo, providing the live music for our block parties. And of course, our expo, they do a great job and everyone loves them. So they're always a great time. Mercy and the Go Noodle demonstrations, the Mental Health Board with Lisa Bradley and her volunteer crew that came to help us out. Paramount Advantage and Sterling were able to provide the vaccination clinic and incentives for us at our expo. We also had the West Ohio Food Bank on site, always providing great nutritious options for our residents. And we also had a lot of volunteers. So, special thank you to Terry and Cindy and the Chamber of Commerce and our interns from Bluffton University and Ohio Northern University, our t shirt sponsor, Lima First Title Company. And of course all of you who came out to enjoy a great day for us we did have our live reindeer noel and santa was there we had our bounce houses and ultrasound and art me always do a great job providing us the face painting and the bounce houses it was a great way to kick off our holiday season so we hope that you had a great time if you were out there and if you weren't you should like and follow our facebook page so you know when we have our next event in 2022.
0: That's right. You can check out those pictures online right now, and you might even see those superheroes for Hope. They were on hand once again, volunteering to bring us some superheroes in the flesh. So, once again, kudos to everybody that came out, and thank you for supporting the events that Activate Allen County helps organize throughout the year. We had a great calendar year this year, and we look forward to a great 2022. And, like Kayla said, holiday season's upon us. And so, at the end of the program today, we're going to touch base a little bit on some healthy holiday tips to make sure that that. that you and your family are considering your health, nutrition, and uh, behavior health this holiday season. But without further ado, it is now time to chat with this month's guest, Brandon Fisher, Allen County Health Commissioner. Brandon,
2: thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me.
1: Thanks for being here. Uh, Before we dive into the work of Allen County Public Health and your role, let's learn a little bit more about you for our listeners what was your path like in order to become the health commissioner what has kind of led you to this point
2: well I'm a Allen County resident lifelong resident of Allen County I was born in Delphus Ohio and went to Delphus St. John's High School graduated from there in 2006 participated in uh, National Honor Society and played baseball and football for the Blue Jays there from Delphus St. John's I went to the University of Dayton to study biology for my undergrad, spent four years there, graduated in 2010 and then went to Ball State University where I got my master's degree in natural resources and environmental management. I spent two summers interning for the state of Indiana Department of Environmental Management in their electronic waste recycling program and did my master's research paper on the electronic laws throughout Indiana and compared those to other states throughout the nation. Upon graduation from Ball State in 2012, I Came back to Allen County and began work at the health department in 2013 as an inspector doing environmental health inspections. And in 2015 moved into the role of emergency planner, which brought us to COVID-19 and the emergency response from COVID-19 there. I have a wife and two children. All four of us live in Delphus and two young children who are in elementary school or getting ready for elementary school here. So we got a full gamut of, uh, Uh, Who's who's?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great to hear. You know, you're a shining example of what we want to see in our community. Folks that are born and raised here go and get their education, experience, and then come back home to really uplift our communities. Kudos for doing that and for uh, helping keep that brain drain from continuing to draw folks out of our regions. Thanks for telling us about your path here. So now that you're in this role, what are your duties and responsibilities as health commissioner? What does your day to day look like?
2: My day-to-day is different every day. There's new items that come up every day. The biggest thing that we have going on right now is our response to COVID and everything that takes place there, but we also have community health initiatives that we're working on. So we have projects through our Creating Healthy Communities program that we're trying to reduce the barrier for individuals to choose the safer option or the healthier option to live and work in Allen County. We have our environmental health program that oversees some of the sanitarians that work in there where they do restaurant inspections to ensure that we have safe food that we can eat and buy when we go out and about in the community. And we also have our WIC program, which allows young mothers and children to have access to healthy foods while they're pregnant for up to five years after the birth of the child to have access to healthy foods to allow them to make the healthy choice and get on the right footsteps to a healthy life there. Additionally, we have programs that look for the infections of STDs in the communities and try to reduce the spread of that so that we can reduce the draw on our medical system if we have individuals who have STDs to try to limit the spread there so it's not becoming a major issue that we have to deal with.
1: Yeah, so you have just, you mentioned a little bit about how you're structured and some of those programs that Allen County Public Health is working on in the community in order to try to, again, striving for a healthier community and a response to anything that could potentially derail the health of the community in terms of obviously COVID-19 and STDs, et cetera, the vaccinations that you're trying to accomplish. In terms of funding and structure, what can you tell us about how Allen County Public Health is funded on a local level, national level, or in terms of public health departments? And what can you tell us about that?
2: So the health department has a close to $5 million budget. 50% 50% of the funds that we have in that budget are through federal grants through the State Department of Health. We additionally receive funds through our townships, cities and villages in Allen County. And that accounts for about 16 to 17% of our budget. And then the remainder of our budget is made up from fees that we collect for services that we offer. So we have food service fees that we charge to restaurants that helps pay for the health inspectors that go out and do that. We have about 55 to 60 employees that work for us. And we all are working for our board of health, which is a seven member group with appointees from different parts of the community. So city of Lima has two appointees, city of Delphis has one, and then the other four are appointed through different groups there. We do have to have a physician member on that board of health that can provide us some additional information in case there is a situation that comes up that We may not be the experts with it, but we have a physician that we can consult to provide us with the best path forward to protect the health and well-being of the residents of Allen County.
0: Well, that's pretty remarkable. You know, I don't think a lot of people in the community are really aware of the breadth of work that you do, some of the issues that you're tackling, you know, from kids to environmental issues to some infectious diseases. You guys are really taking our community's health as a serious issue and making sure that everyone here in Allen County can live a healthy life. What are the things that you're looking forward to in 2022? Is there any big events, programs that you guys have upcoming you'd like to tell us about? In
2: 2022, we love to get beyond COVID. That's the first thing we wanna do. <laughs>
1: amen, yeah. Uh,
2: amen. <laughs> so our, our goal is to get beyond COVID and allow us to continue to get out into the community and offer those services to each and every member of the community that needs those services. So we are part of different community events offering education on how to best protect children with safe sleep practices. We offer pack and plays and distribute those into the community for our individuals who are addicted to drugs. We have Narcan kits that we are able to distribute out to the community and provide education on how to use those items to eventually get people into treatment and get them off of those substances. We offer a lot of different items. We do food training activities for restaurants so that just because we have employees in the business and they're working in the business, we wanna give them the opportunity to have the education to know why they have to cook food to 165 degrees Fahrenheit to kill the bacteria on it. So we're offering a lot of different things into the community a lot of education and a lot of outreach efforts to allow the community to know the best thing to do to protect their health and well-being so that they don't have to address that issue once they get to the hospital or to their doctor's office and have to go through a bunch of different tests to try to prevent that from happening and prevent the costs that are associated with that.
1: So much information, so much that you guys are doing. I think, again, we've kind of gotten ourselves inundated with COVID-19 and everything that goes with that. And we would love to stop that conversation, but I don't think we're quite there yet. But it does, it is nice to hear about the Narcan and the Cribs for Kids and the other programs that you guys are doing that are so valuable to the community beyond the COVID nineteen, which I think will circle back to COVID nineteen real quick. I know that the community is still very much needing to be aware of COVID nineteen and what's happening in terms of the health department and what you are working on. So, in terms of the vaccination status, in terms of how people can continue to get the vaccinations and boosters, can you give a brief summary of how we can continue to get vaccinated? What you guys are doing in terms of those type of events? I mean, I guess any information in terms of common questions that you're hearing right now uh, from the community with the the boosters, et cetera, just kind of giving us a little brief COVID-19 update, if you will.
2: (laughs) Okay. In short for what we're doing for offering boosters through the health department, we're offering boosters on Mondays and Fridays at our vaccination clinic, which is located at the Lima Mall in the old Elder Beerman location. We're offering those clinics from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m boosters, first doses, second doses. Everyone can come to those clinics and get those shots. We have Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson available. They all offer very good protection for the vaccine to prevent you from catching COVID-19. We're also offering vaccines for individuals age five to 11. That has been approved here in the past few weeks. And those vaccines are being offered on Wednesday afternoons from two to 5 p.m. We take appointments, but you can also walk into those clinics and get your shots there. The booster doses are available. They're offered that additional protection for individuals that may have been waning from the initial protection that they received when they got their first dose or first two doses of the COVID-19 vaccine several months ago. In short, if you got a Johnson & Johnson shot and you're over the age of 18 and it's been two months since you had that shot, come in and get a booster dose. For Pfizer and Moderna, six months after your second shot, come in and get a booster dose. And if you can't work through us, go to a pharmacy, go to another healthcare provider who has the vaccine available to you. And the best booster dose that you can get is the one that's available to you. So we're strongly advising people to continue to get their booster doses. But as COVID continues to spread, just recognize what your symptoms are. Try to limit your exposure to others as we get into the holiday season if you're not feeling well stay home because you don't want anyone else to get sick in that household you may not have a bad outcome from that virus but someone else that you know could Mm -hmm. and we don't want to have that guilt and have to do you have to live with that Mm -hmm. guilt that i could have potentially caused my relative to be in the hospital for multiple weeks or pass away from that virus so what we're asking is just to do as much as you can to try to limit the spread of the virus so that we can get beyond this because we're just as tired of this virus as everyone else is so that's the quick and dirty update that i have for COVID 19. (laughs) thank
0: you well thanks brandon that's you know really important uh, work that you guys are doing and i would just encourage people to go out there consider getting the vaccination if you've been hesitant there's a lot of vulnerable people out there that cannot get the vaccine and you can do a lot to protect them and yourself by getting vaccinated. So once again, we've been joined by Brandon Fisher, the Allen County Health Commissioner, and we want to thank you for your time, Brandon, and all the work that you're doing. All
2: right, thank you for having me.
1: Now it is time to highlight our upcoming community events. We again have a lot of things happening. We continue to say that, and it's great to continue to say that we have a lot of things happening in Lima, Allen County. I still hear people on and off saying there's not much to do in Lima. You know, How can you find things to do? I'm bored, this, that, and the other, but really it is, there's there's so many things to do if you really do want to find something great for your family. There's options not only for families, but for couples. So I think that if you check the community calendar or if you just simply look at the Love Lima Facebook page or Downtown Lima social medias, you'll be able to find a lot of things that are very interesting to do. We have lots of concerts and shows that have started back up at the Civic Center, so please feel free to check out their website for all the information on those. The Allen County Museum is having their Christmas Tree Festival once again. That's always a fun event to take. Families, young and old, all love to see those Christmas trees all decorated there at the museum. So that's running from December 1st to December 5th. And then back this year again is the Mercy Health Bright Nights at the Allen County Fairgrounds, which is running all the way through the 24th from 6 to 9 p.m
0: did you go to that last year kayla
1: i did we enjoyed that drive-through event it's nice because you can go grab some coffee prior or hot chocolate whatever you want you can stay in your vehicle if it's (laughs) freezing out and you can enjoy those lights with the music in your radio and enjoy the drive-through experience
0: you know i really like the blaze of lights up in bluffton too as a nice family excursion if you like lights and after you've checked out the mercy health bright lights at the fairgrounds Take a trip up to Bluffton and see all the things that they have to offer through their Blazer Lights program, and the community really supports that. So that's another uh, great one for lights.
1: Yes, and, of course, the ONU Holiday Spectacular, an annual event here December 3rd through 5th, a great way to, again, kick off your December. Apollo Christmas Craft Show, another favorite of mine, December 4th, 9 to 3 p.m. You can stock up on some stocking stuffers and get your Christmas list started as well by supporting our local vendors, which is always a great thing to do, shopping local. Mm -hmm. Elf the Musical, December 10th through 19th at the Encore Theater. If you don't know, we do have a local theater. So that might be a hidden gem that some may not even know we have.
0: And I love the Lima Community Theater, the Encore, because it is... A, a great place for local artists to perform, to be part of these performances they have to offer. And it's a great way to get your kids to go to a show. So if you have young ones, the Encore Theater is a great place first experience to go see live theater so go check out elf the musical uh december 10th of the 19th and i just want to give a special plug out to my cousin ashley roberts who's directing that play so get out there and support ashley and the folks at the encore
1: everyone loves elf the movie so elf the musical i'm sure will be awesome as well breakfast with santa at the lima family ymca that's happening december 11th at 9 a.m A Christmas Carol at the Civic Center, December 12th at 3 p.m. And a new event this year. We have yet to see this one happen. So this is a first annual Santa Pancake 5K run hosted by Mercy Health at 19 Hawthorne, which is the wedding and event venue relatively new here to the area. That's happening on December 18th at 9 a.m. You can get some pancakes, start your day off with a light jog or walk, and then enjoy some pancake flipping. From what I hear, it's supposed to be pretty fun in terms of that Santa Pancake 5K run. So please check that out. Josh and I are very interested to see how that one turns out because it is not something we've seen before here in the area.
0: Yeah, send some pictures. I'm a pancake lover myself, but I'm not able to make it that day. We've got some family Christmases and a work Christmas party that night, but really anxious to see how that one turns out looks like a really fun event and a great way to start off your Christmas week on the 18th there in short there's so many different events we just barely scratched the surface with so many different things that you and your family can participate in this holiday season and we're really in the thick of it we just celebrated Thanksgiving and we got Christmas Kwanzaa Hanukkah New Year's Eve just around the corner And so this time of year can be absolutely brutal on individuals and families health from the stress to the extra lack of time for activity to the extra eating. It can really take a toll on us physically and mentally. So Kayla and I wanted to provide a few tips and suggestions to help you keep on track this holiday season and be a little more healthy entering January 2022. The first tip that I'd like to suggest to you is to build physical activity into your family outings and visits during this holiday season. Encourage house guests to bring warm clothes that are suitable for walking, playing sports, and getting moving outside. And then make a point to get outside and be active each and every day. It can be a small hike or walk. You can go outside and throw the football around, maybe even shoot some baskets if the weather cooperates, but just make sure that you're setting into your schedule a time to be active, to get outside and to be moving.
1: Yeah, speaking of football, that's what our family does. We have a tradition, the annual turkey bowl, as we call it, where we do play football after we eat. The kids, the cousins, all of us go outside and it does get competitive, but it is quite fun. So maybe you think about that as one of your traditions, the annual turkey bowl.
0: And I bet you guys have a neat little family trophy or something. Oh, gosh.
1: No, there's no trophy, but there is a lot of bragging that goes on throughout the year as we prepare for the next rendition of of our (laughs) turkey bowl. So tip number two Don't skip meals to allow for extra calories at holiday dinners. It is, I think, pretty popular for folks to think they can save up calories or think, oh, I'll skip breakfast and lunch and then just eat a huge dinner in terms of like Thanksgiving feast or any holiday activities or events. I would recommend trying to incorporate small meals throughout the day, even leading up to larger dinners and meals Skipping meals lowers your metabolism and likely will cause you to overeat more often because you'll just feel so incredibly hungry. It is more likely that you will eat less if you are eating smaller, more frequent meals throughout the day.
0: I have definitely fallen prey to that one before where I don't eat breakfast and save up all my eating for Thanksgiving or Christmas meal and then I overdo it. So what a great tip. Yep. You're miserable after. (laughs) That's right. And so that's a great tip for us all. Tip number three would be to crank up the tunes. We're trapped inside. The weather has got a little colder. So let's turn on the stereo. Pick your favorite dance music, maybe your holiday music, if that's what you're into. And get dancing, get moving, get singing. Music is good for your mental and physical health, and it's good for your soul. Playing music, singing music, and dancing. Can do so much for your mental and your physical health. So crank it up and get moving.
1: Yeah, well, we know a lot of local students around the area know what Go Noodle is. So if you are, you know, have a child in the local school district, they might be wanting you to crank up Go Noodle, which has lots of different dances and also has the choreographed moves as well. So you can use that potentially. If you do need kind of a go-to, we have that Go Noodle, which Mercy supports here in the community, which is great for our kids.
0: And there's also YouTube. Quite frankly, YouTube has so many videos that you can dance to with the music, it's a great resource for kids and families to get moving.
1: All right, tip number four, consider bringing some healthy options to holiday family gatherings and dinners. Many times we're asked to bring something, consider bringing a veggie tray, a fruit tray or a salad something that you know is relatively healthy that you can kind of munch on and fill up on even with all the other fun cookies, desserts and heavier foods, at least there'll be something a little bit healthier and you might feel more inclined to feel a little better about munching on some of those options, especially if you bring them along with you.
0: Yeah. And you can keep those vegetarians in your life in mind and uh, have some healthier food that, that they might be able to eat as well. So Tip number five would be skip the elevator and escalator and take the stairs. A 150 pound person burns approximately 10 calories a minute by taking the stairs, but only burns a calorie and a half by riding the elevator. So, you know, we're going to be out shopping, visiting malls, Take the stairs whenever you have an opportunity and skip the elevator. We also, a lot of people might be coughing or sneezing in elevators in a confined area. So oftentimes, you know, taking the stairs can be a quicker and safer path for you.
1: And number six, we are naturally less active in the winter. So we might need to be more aware of our intake to avoid Mm. the weight gain throughout the winter. So obviously, When it becomes colder out, we're less inclined to go outside. We're less inclined to take those hikes and just do those general walking that we would do probably in the spring, summer, fall. So just be mindful of that. It's nothing that we have to be super concerned with, but we just need to be mindful about the fact that we are likely burning less calories, moving less, just a little bit more naturally this time of year. So potentially modify our intake a little bit or just be more cognizant of what we're eating and when we're eating.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Tip number seven would be to enlist support. So talk to your family, talk to your friends, talk to your loved ones about your health related goals. Having a support system to help you stick with your goals is so important because if they are aware of what you're trying to achieve, it's less likely that they'll ask you to do things that might pull away from your goals. So if you're trying to lose weight and avoid unhealthy food, but you love BW3... Maybe, you know, tell your family, hey, don't invite me to watch all the football games on Saturday at B-Dubs because I have a control issue (laughs) when I go there. You know, so enlist your support group and your team to uh, help you stick to your healthy habits.
1: All right. And then talking about winter as well, it's the crockpot season. So I love crockpot season because... I use mine year-round, but I think winter is more appropriate crock pot season, making your meal prep and planning just a little bit easier. So looking at recipes that include broth-based soups, so that's obviously a little bit lighter soups, lean sources of protein, lots of veggies. You can pop all that stuff in in the morning into your crock pot, have dinner ready when you walk in the door from work takes away some of that stress, leaves more time for family and friends and those fun memories that we really want to have throughout this holiday season.
0: Uh, I have a question for you. Is chili a broth-based soup? Because I love chili in a crock pot, especially this time of the year.
1: I mean, I think that chili is, you know, there's nothing wrong with chili. You got to have chili this time of year. It's like a (laughs) staple item, right? It's like one of those foods probably not the uh, utmost healthy when it comes to soups but i think we have to have it
0: and there are healthier ways to make chili yes. if you, you know chili.
1: adding some more beans versus the meat so kind of proportioning your the meat and beans and doing more of those lean beans which is going to cause more of that fiber but i think there's definitely ways for us to again here to activate we never say to not eat something right so that's always been our motto but just watching how much we eat, how often we consume, but that chili, it's a great, great winter comfort food.
0: That's what I think of when I think of my Crock-Pot meal. So moving on to tip number nine, that would be skip the shame. If you don't eat as well as you hoped, move as much as you expected, and you feel worse than you wish, try and give yourself a break. This time of the year is a challenge for quite frankly, all of us. And we all have our struggles. We all have days where we don't quite meet our goals. And so give yourself a break. Don't dwell on the mistakes that we may have made. Move on to the future with a positive attitude and your healthy goals
1: in mind. And finally, physical, nutritional, mental, and spiritual health all go hand in hand. We've talked a lot about tips for all of those types of health. So be mindful of every area of your health. Don't just focus on physical only or nutritional only, think about how your mental and spiritual health also impacts that overall picture of health that you have. So not only during the holidays, but all year long, we need to have that broad sense of health and really move in a positive direction, as Josh was saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important to keep our health at the forefront of our minds year round so we don't fall behind. And we also want to remind folks out there, if you have been struggling, if you have been in crisis, there is local help please call the crisis line at 1-800-567-HOPE. That's 1-800-567-4673. Or you can text 741-741. That's text 741-741. But uh, we want to encourage you to get out there, be safe, be active, have fun this holiday season. And thanks for joining us this year for our slate of podcasts and shows. We'll be back in 2022 talking about all the issues that affect people that live, learn, work, and play here in Allen County. Thanks again for a great year. Thanks for your listenership and encourage you to have a a great holiday season.
1: Yes, thank you so much again. And yeah, we look forward to touching on more topics in 2022. And again, we hope you have a safe, happy, and healthy holiday season.